I am Lucia. And I'm Nadia. In Who Rose the World podcast, we will talk about the European Union and United Nations and all the burning world issues that our generation will have to face when our time comes to rule the world. Welcome to this episode of Who Rules the World podcast. This will be a special episode as this episode seeks to welcome the newly elected EU youth delegates and say goodbye to Lucia and me, who is now going to be the previous EU youth delegates. In this episode, we will now hear more about the EU youth delegate program, introduce the new ones and hear more about how it has been for us to be the EU youth delegates. First of all, I'm really happy to say that Julia Tariello and Lucas Vane will be the new EU youth delegates. We know that they have done so many impactful things until now, so we will leave it to them to introduce themselves. And I'll give Julia the floor to introduce herself. Thank you, Nadia, so much. My name is Julia Tariello. I'm 25 years old and I come from Rome, where I'm attending my bachelor in political science. I thus continued my studies in Milan, where I'm about to graduate with a master's degree in diplomacy and international organizations. During my two, two years in Milan, I started working in a youth environment by joining a youth organization, MSOI Milan. So since 2021, I've been committed to creating a safe space for young students and organizing events where we, they can be empowered and actively engaged with the political scenario in Italy and abroad. But um, I believe that the stronger commitment towards youth engagement was during my tenure as previous Italian youth delegate to the UN, which just ended this September. So last year, I had the honor of representing the Italian youth in um, the United Nations, and I worked in a very international environment, getting to know many other youth delegates, including my now predecessors, Nadia and Lucia. And my name is Lukas Vana. I come from a small town in the north of Slovakia. In my high school, I became a member of a school council, and this is how my youth participation journey began. Now, for almost a decade, I make young voices heard on regional, national and international levels. I'm a delegate of the Slovak Youth Council to the European Youth Forum, and I'm a chair of the supervisory board of the Youth Council of Žilina region in Slovakia. I'm currently also studying political science at the University of Gothenburg. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the great introductions. I truly believe that you two are going to be amazing and that you would manage to take over from Lucia and me. And I look so much forward to following your great work. Uh, but before we get to know you guys even more and your plans for, for the role, then I will just ask Lucia, what is actually the purpose of the EU Youth Delegate Program? Not everyone might be as familiar with it as, as you are. First of all, a very big congratulations also from my side to Julia and Lucas. I'm very, very excited to be handing this program, um, our little baby of Nadia and mine, um, to you. And I'm very excited to see what great things you're going to do um, from this program. We were kind of the pioneers of this entire program. We were uh, trying to develop the entire program um, and see what its potential actually could be. Uh, so within the UN framework, the UN Youth Delegates programs reach back to about 40, a bit over 40 years ago, uh, when the national delegations were first encouraged to um, accept young people into their official delegations. Um, and the participation of youth in these official delegations ensures that um, this often under, often and more and more underrepresented demographic 
as actually the space to share our experiences, perspectives, and also the priorities. Um, young people are often seen and are talked about as being this catalyst of positive change. Uh, but I think that more than just, you know, us getting this ex amazing experience out to the United Nations, it's also us actually being able to be somewhere behind the negotiations, be somewhere behind all of the speeches that are, were made on behalf of the delegations and actually bring the youth perspective and youth voices so that all the resolutions that have passed today are not only suitable for the next five years, but are actually suitable also for the further generations. But maybe before I give back the floor to our new youth delegates, I could also ask Nadia um, as to what can Lucas and Julia actually expect uh, to spend time on as the EU youth delegates, because we did a bunch of different things throughout the year. So what are you think the main kind of priorities? So first of all, two uh, overall things that they could look forward to. One thing is to meet so many young, inspiring people from all parts of the world. That is really something that has surprised and really made me glad that I've met so many inspiring young people from not only EU member states, but also from all other parts of the world. So I would really look forward to, to that. And then I can also promise that you would spend some time being overwhelmed. Uh, I have at least been overwhelmed a few times where you really have to do something that can seem so challenging uh, to do, uh, but where as long as you have each other, I would say that it is manageable and it's okay to be overwhelmed. But uh, just from a really practical perspective on what you're going to spend time on, then it would be coordinating the EU youth delegates. That is really something that is so important because there are so many young people and young youth delegates from the different EU member states that you guys would need to work together with and coordinate with uh, because there are so many other young people that you would need to represent even though uh, they are not from, from your country. And I can say that is definitely uh, a challenge and something that's really interesting is finding synergies and something that all young people from all of the different EU member states can agree on. That also means that you would spend a lot of time in Zoom or in WebEx or in Microsoft Teams uh, because a lot of the things take place online. I started knitting to have something to do at all these meetings. I don't know if Lucas will, will start doing that as well if he doesn't already do that, but that is also something that, that I can recommend from a practical perspective uh, at all those Zoom calls. And then you would also uh, be part of a lot of interesting side events at all of these uh, conferences that you would participate in. And that is definitely something that you would need to spend a lot of time on planning and preparing uh, how you wanted to, to shape up uh, so that you ensure a maximum amount of youth involvement at the side events you're involved with. And then you would also need to deliver statements. Uh, we're probably going to talk more about that later. but. That is definitely also interesting and really a peak when you have the opportunity to talk uh, on, on behalf of so many young people and what is important for them uh, at different conferences. And then uh, for the nerdy stuff, and last but not least, you will probably spend some time on following negotiations uh, at, at different uh, global conferences. And I think that's really interesting and it gets really nerdy when you have to, uh, you know, figure out what is the opinion of young Europeans on this word or this sentence or this formulation. Uh, what does it mean? How can you change it? Uh, do you want to change it? And what is the most important if you only have a few opportunities to change some parts of the negotiations, uh, then, then that is definitely something that requires a lot of time and probably also being away quite late. 
uh, when, when you're following the negotiations. So you will be looking forward to spending time on that, I can tell. Maybe now, uh, Lucas and Julia, now that you kind of heard our perspectives, our opinions on the Youth Delegate Programme, um, maybe let's hear about your expectations for the Youth Delegate Programme. Last year, I got the, the chance, the opportunity to know the program through the amazing work of you two, Nadia and Lucia. So I kind of have an idea of what the European Youth Delegate Program is made of. I mean, I know that we represent European youth, and in order to do that, we have to coordinate our action with the youth delegates from Europe to amplify our voices and, of course, ensure a broader youth representation in decision-making forum and surely to increase uh, the European visibility and um, especially for the external action service of the European Union. On my side, being a youth delegate, it's always about the three E, educating, empowering and engaging. The youth and of course with the youth so uh, that's what I expect uh, but I really hope that my expectation um, are like lower than what um, I will I will experience and I will pass it to Lucas to provide his answer thank you Julia and my expectations actually align with well, what was said so far, like, my expectation are, like, is to serve as a voice for young people within the UN system and uh, work to ensure that youth perspectives are heard. And obviously, we cannot solve all the existing problems, but we will do our best to put them in the spotlight. Uh, we are now taking the floor and asking you some questions. Um, so, do you have any stories from being a European Youth Delegate that you think is worth highlighting? I think one of probably the favorite stories that we also like to tell people uh, is back in September uh, um, when we first met for the very first time in person. Um, it was in the lobby of our hotel in New York. Um, and we came both there um, really shaking for our daily dose of coffee. Uh, and we look at each other meeting for the first time and we wore from head to toe the exact same thing. Um, and then throughout the day, it was directly from the moment we met, we went to the UN, <clears throat> delivered our intervention. <clears throat> but then um, at the end of the day, we had a reception that the EU um, delegation held for us, uh, where we actually got to meet all the amazing youth delegates that are working on national level. Um, we got to have kind of a welcoming speech, um, which I think everyone's kind of amazed by how similar we look. And this is also kind of a thing, a, a red thread um, <clears throat> throughout our mandate that people would just do not tell us apart. Um, so it came in handy when we had to deliver a statement and my Zoom connection was very bad. So I was not able to join in. Um, <clears throat> and the people the moderating the panel actually thought that Nadia is me, so she could easily pass for me. Um, and apparently we also finished our last day also wearing the same exact outfit. So I think my favorite story is about finding a friendship in this entire UN-EU system. Uh, so my story would, would also be uh, from the first day where we met. And besides having the exact same clothes on, uh, then when we had to deliver the statement, uh, something embarrassing happened to me, uh, which was that I forgot to turn on the microphone. 
uh, and it meant that uh, like another diplomat or an ambassador had to like run over to our uh, chair and like turn on the microphone for me uh, because I forgot it. And I found that was really embarrassing in the moment that I would make that mistake because obviously none of the not young people would do that because they all knew the system. And even though it was not ideal to forget to turn on the microphone, then I think it also at least uh, taught me that it's okay to make mistakes as an EU youth delegate. Uh, you're doing this voluntarily and you have a lot of other things besides being an EU youth delegate and you are new to the UN system. Like if you are in the UN building for the first time as I was, then obviously you don't know all the rules and you're not gonna be able to do it perfect. And I think that's something that is really important uh, when you are a young person who wanna be involved and who is engaged. Uh, that you can think that you really need to be perfect and competitive and and have to to do all the right things. Uh, but I really hope that you would allow yourself to make mistakes. I remember later at the CSW in February, we actually had a little note written um, next to the microphone. So we wrote each other a note saying, turn on the microphone so we wouldn't forget. What are some of highlights as an EU youth delegate and are there any negative experiences you have? Um, so I think one of my favorite parts about the entire program were the coordination meetings uh, that we held every single month. And it was something completely new for all the national youth delegates. I used to be Slovenian youth delegate um, and I really wish that we would have such coordination. So, you know, you wouldn't just be working on your own kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that, that I would like to highlight was uh, actually a concrete experience at the Commission on the Status of Women. Uh, where I got the chance to ask a question to the COP28 president uh, and I decided to ask him about how he wanted to involve young people uh, on the way to COP28 and especially young people from the Global South um, and how he wanted to break down barriers for youth involvement on the way to the climate uh, conference uh, COP28 uh, and also like you know barriers such as uh, financial barriers and, and all that. And I remember that he didn't really reply anything that I was like, okay, he heard me, he did something. Uh, so I was a bit disappointed after the answer. Uh, but then what happened a few weeks uh, later was that I delivered a, a speech at the Copenhagen Mysterial. And then afterwards he almost like ran over to me and told him that that has been part of like inspiring him to start a program of in involving a hundred young people from the Global South on the way to COP28 and paying for their participation. And I thought that was just so concrete and uh, really a, a highlight for me because I feel like there has been quite often where I have been delivering so many uh, statements and had so many good visions for what I would like to see change. Uh, but it's not always that you see it happen, but then for a person to uh, to actually hear it and do something about it is is really a highlight for me. And I'm not saying that that was the only reason why he uh, decided to do that. Uh, he probably would have done it anyway, uh, or and a lot of other people said that to him as well. But uh, it at least felt like uh, he he heard uh, what I was saying and took action. And I think that is something that I found uh, really nice. Uh, and maybe just also to to reply on the part related to negative experiences. That was actually really hard finding anything negative because I think there has been so many uh, positive things. Um, but one thing that I maybe think uh, not has been the most positive has been being so much online. And even though I've had fun with knitting, 
then uh, I don't know, after COVID, I was just really tired of being online all the time. You also got a former national youth delegate as your partner. Lucia was a delegate from Slovenia to the UN. Now I will work with Julia, who was a delegate from Italy to the UN. Uh, what was useful coming from the outside of the like main core UN youth program? I, I guess that one is more uh, for me because I'm I'm also a bit more the outsider. Um, I I think that uh, especially in New York in the UN system there, then you use extremely many abbreviations. And Lucia know that I'm a bit tired of all those because it can be really difficult coming from the outside where you're not used to hearing abbreviations like VNR, which is Voluntary National Reviews, or SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. I know that one was easy. Or like all of the conferences have each an abbreviation. And I think that is something that I also almost see as an advantage that you don't know all the abbreviations because then you can challenge uh, the language that is being used in the UN. And I think that is really important because the language we speak is also a way of involving people. If you use a lot of abbreviations that people don't understand, then uh, you also exclude some people from, from the outside. So being bad at abbreviations is also an advantage that that I, I at least feel like I, I brought to the program. And then uh, maybe just something else as well. Um, coming from being a youth delegate who had a, a thematic area like climate and, and environment uh, was also a way for me to, to actually know something really concrete uh, that, that I thought was good because I was used to working with a negotiation text. Um, and, and that was really a, a good experience for me to bring in. Um, but I think that is maybe also something you would have as, as a youth delegate coming from, from the, the more core part of the UN youth program. And then something that I know you would probably be really good at is also like remembering young people who is not involved in the UN and who really, uh, don't relate to the UN normally. That is really also something that I've tried to focus on is like, how do we involve the young people who would not usually, uh, spend their Friday afternoon uh talking about the un and making them engaged and now it's our time to ask a few questions to you guys which i've been looking so much forward to uh and something that i was wondering about is what are you looking forward to spending time on as an eu youth delegates uh maybe julia go first I can't wait to see the other UN youth delegates and start working with them. Some of them already inaugurated their activities for this year with preparatory sessions and events. So I believe that 2023-24 will be a full year of commitment. Lucas and I are really thinking about our intervention at the United Nations and the next steps to take. So make sure that you will follow us. And of course, I'm extremely, extremely excited to see with our colleagues at the EU delegation during negotiations and to get deeper into the external action service of the European Union in the UN context. Yeah, and similarly, uh, like Julia, I'm looking forward to the process of advocating for the interests of young people from the EU. Uh, it will be interesting to listen to our peers and what concerns young people in their countries. Then it will be a challenge to turn their concerns into some outputs. And I'm looking forward also to collaborating uh, with my colleague, Julia, for this year. And I'm looking forward to participating in the 78th uh, General Assembly.
it's so great to hear what you're looking forward to um, as the EU's delegates, but also what are your priorities uh, for the mandates? Do you already have any areas that you particularly want to work on? My core topic continues to be sustainable development goal number four, quality education. As I said before, educating young people is the key that opens millions of doors that otherwise will be closed. If educated, you can understand and know every sustainable development goal and work on how to tackle them. For example, if you know what gender is and what disparities are, you can try to find a way to achieve what gender um, Sorry. Uh, you can try to achieve um, gender equality and to break that crystal ceiling. Or, for example, if you know what smart cities are, you can for sure achieve sustainable development number 9, 11, and so on. Thus, if we provide safe and adequate access to the education system, we will have a more empowered and engaged society. And if you're asking me why this continues to be my priority as the European Youth Delegate, just let me give you this little data, because in 2022, an average of 9.6% of early leavers from education and training was identified within the European Union. So that's something we should leverage if we want to achieve the United Nations Agenda 2030 by its deadline. And my priority is to work on effective communication with the youth sector, with youth organization, and I want to improve the outreach. And as for sustainable development goals, I will focus on reducing inequalities and eradicating poverty, because without the satisfaction of primary needs and education, the most vulnerable young people face generational poverty, and uh, we should prevent that at any cost. Thank you so much to Lucas and Julia for your priorities, for taking the time to talk with us in today's podcast. Um, I think now that we kind of, you know, share all the stories, been through all the lessons learned, uh, that it's very sinking in that our mandate is truly ending. Um, and I think it's been an amazing, amazing opportunity um, and a blast working with Nadia and also with the entire European delegation. Um, and I cannot wait to see everything that you do and always know that Nadia and I are by your side and you can count on our help. Yeah, and also goodbye from my side. It has been absolutely a big pleasure to be one of the two first EU delegates together with Lucia. It has also just been so great spending so much time with Lucia. I could not imagine having had a better partner in crime in all this. Uh, I really appreciated spending so much time with you. And uh, I'm really also thankful to the EU mission, to the United Nations for really welcoming us and allowing us to challenge them so much. Uh, it has been so funny and exciting and I've learned so much. And I wish the best of luck to the two uh, new EU youth delegates, Lucas and Julia. I'm sure that you will be able to do it absolutely amazing. And Lucia and I, we will really just continue to following the great work that you would do. And thank you so much for, for having had this opportunity. Thank you. This was Who Rules the World podcast by European Union youth delegates Lucia and Nadia. WRW coming soon with next episode on SoundCloud and other platforms.